What is up, everyone? I'm Ryan from Fireside Knicks with my friend and co-host Dylan Backer. And again, you know, we talked about the Knicks already being up 3-1, so not that the excitement has faded, but, you know, kind of the raw emotions from, hey, you're up 3-1. Uh, not that they're not there, but today's focus is going to be on Game 5. You're up 3-1. That's great. Job's not finished, right? The job is not finished. The series is not over until one team collects four wins. So the Knicks have an opportunity tonight to close it out on the road at Cleveland. It's a huge game, right? I, I, the Cavs, you know, for as bad as they've looked offensively, that's, that is a team that's hungry. They're going to play desperate. They're going to fight tooth and nail. Their backs are against the wall. This is for their season. And the Knicks are going to have to match that intensity. Um, you know, obviously that there are a lot of question marks surrounding how Julius Randle has been playing, whether the Knicks should use him in the closing lineup, all of that stuff. And we're going to, you know, RJ Barrett's recent surge can quickly get himself going. You know, all these things, we're going to talk about everything going on with this game five. But before we do that, Dylan, how are you doing today, my friend? And how are you feeling? Game five, game day, job to do something, that's an opportunity to do something we haven't done in a decade. Right. I mean, you know, game five and job's not finished. Like you said, up 3-1, you know, you, you're riding high. You're loving it right now. You can't get too ahead of yourself, though. You got to finish it out. Got to close the series. You still got at least one more game to play, and it's tonight against Cleveland. And you're at their home court, you know, hostile environment. We did take a game on the road early in this series, so that's huge right there. That's why big reason why we're able to be up 3-1 right now. But, <clears throat> but you know, it's not just a, a cakewalk, right? It's not going to be an easy game whatsoever. Like I said, you're on the road. Never easy in the playoffs. You know, and a lot of guys need to step up. You know, this has been nowhere by any means a perfect series for the Knicks. Even though they're up 3-1, it has not been perfect. You know, Jalen Brunson's done his thing. We all know what he's been doing. He's been great. You know, R.J. Barrett stepped up in games 3 and 4. You know, so I'm not going to really talk about those guys because, you know, we talked about him a lot in our last episode. I want to talk a lot about Emmanuel quickly. You know, I know we, we were going to want to talk about Randall too, but quickly has been someone who's just really struggled these playoffs. I mean, it's unfortunate. You know, six, he was six man of the year finalist. He was great throughout the final stretch of the year. Looked like he was going to come into the playoffs riding hot. It's been slow for him. You know, he's only averaging 6.5 points, 1.8 rebounds, 1.5 assists, 1.3 turnovers a game. And he's only shooting 34.8% from the field and 27.3% from three in these playoffs so far. Those are not pretty numbers, and is also that's also in 22 minutes of action. You know that those aren't pretty numbers. Like I said, you know it's it's been unfortunate. It's been a rough go for him so far. You know I really want to see him get going. I know he had like a like an 11 point performance on four or six shooting in in one of the games, but you know it didn't really change a whole lot of the outcome. I want to see quickly have like an impactful performance that will affect the outcome. You know, do I expect quickly to come in and play? You know, 30, 40 minutes or whatever, and drop 30 points no I don't expect that you know Jalen Brunson's gonna get the bulk of the minutes and quite frankly Josh Hart's gonna get the bulk of the minutes at the two guard so I don't expect quickly to be doing everything but I'm hoping quickly can give us a solid like you know 15 points tw even 20 points if he gets red hot you know and efficient I want efficiency you know that's what we really need because he's been really inefficient now you know I'm not gonna totally say quickly has been awful these plays because you know while his shooting has been bad he's still playing great defense you know the defense has been there he's not it's not like his defense regressed which is huge because you know it's it's always you know essential to be impactful on that side of the floor when your shot is not falling we always will take that so at least he's been doing that but I just I just want to see that shot fall man you know the offense is you know We've, we're up 3-1, so you would think the offense has been fantastic. It, quite frankly, has not been fantastic. It's been pretty below average overall this series. You know, game four, we, we did shoot the ball pretty well, aside from, like, Julius Randle, of course. But 
other than that, it has not been the most efficient series I've ever seen. It's not been the most efficient set of games I've seen from this New York Knicks team. I've seen much better performances in that aspect. You know, so I guess my question to you, Ryan, is like, what do you expect quickly to do tonight? And not just expect him to do tonight, but what do you want to see him do tonight on both sides of the floor? It's just shoot from three. Um, I, I Look... Quickly's a smaller guard, right? Um, and we know that smaller guards tend to be a lot less efficient in the paint and stuff like that. That's just natural, right? Like that's you can't you can't expect uh, Emmanuel quickly to pull up the same efficiency from the paint that Mitchell Robinson can. But if he can shoot from three, um, if he can give me you know three or four big threes, um, you know, man, that's that could that could decide a game, right? You know, this these are games that I mean. There's just not a lot of offense going on in this Knicks Cavs series. Um, the Knicks have been the beneficiaries of playing unbelievable defense. Emmanuel quickly has been an unbelievable defender in this series. He's been incredible, right? But if he could just hit a couple of shots, can he, you know, because we're saying get going, but we're not saying get going as in like he's been atrocious. We mean like shooting wise, like, hey, be a little more efficient for the field. Can we get a little more out of you scoring wise? Because the defense, he's excellent. His motor, it's always running at 100, mil, 100 million miles an hour. This dude plays his his, his you-know-what off, right? Um, he's got great uh, basketball IQ. We just need to hit a couple shots. That's all, right? If he goes out there and he shoots, you know, 40 to 45% from the field with a couple of big threes, um, gives you, you know... I think game three. If he gives you the game three offensive performance he gave you with his defense, you you, you take that. That's gonna. I think the Knicks could go out and win the game with just that, um, because I, I trust Brunson to get me the, those points. I, I trust that. Not that RJ is going to be the RJ we saw last game, but can RJ Barrett just continue to be effective driving and driving towards the basket? I think he can. Right. I I, I do think he can. Um, again, offense is something that just hasn't happened for either team this series, and I think the Knicks right now just have guys that um, out of that aren't shooting well that are bound to shoot better. Um, the next guy that I think is kind of the big guy to step up here is Randall, obviously, right? Like quickly and Randall are two guys who are, who are shooting under fifty percent in terms of true shooting percentage, um, and have done that you know, for the first four games of this series, and these are good scorers, these are not bad offensive players, I know people are like, Randall's a playoff choker, Randall's this, he's coming off of injury, and even if you think he's a playoff choker, even if you think he's going to perform worse in the postseason, he's still due, like, statistically speaking, he's due for a pretty good game, um, I don't know what your thoughts on that are, but for Emmanuel Quickly to kind of summarize this point, Emmanuel Quickly, just give me what you gave me in game three, your defense is so good and so valuable that I, I am going to take solid offensively and that'll make you a great player and as for Julius Randle the expectations have to come up so uh, the expectations I think are for him to perform well and I think he can perform well um, I'm not sold on him being a playoff choker just yet what do you think right I mean you know like we said it's not it's been a rough go for Julius Randle too unfortunately you know I'm looking at his stats right here in 30 roughly 32 minutes of action he's averaging just 14 points seven rebounds two assists and he's only shooting 32 percent from the field and 25 from three yeah, those aren't pretty numbers. We all know that. You know, at this point, we just you can just simply watch the film and realize he's having a bad series, right? But, you know, like like you said, he's playing off an ankle injury. You know, he didn't really get a big ramp-up period prior to the playoffs. He kind of just got thrown into the fire and kind of just was asked, hey, come back into the starting lineup and play. You know, play 40 minutes. We need you in the playoffs. You know, I know you didn't really have any contact during practice. I know you didn't uh, play the last five games of the regular season, but uh, we need you right now, so come back in. You know, and obviously, you know, you kind of have to do that in the playoffs. So, uh, you know, it's a defendable decision. But at the same time, you know, we obviously want him to get going because he is our lone all-star, right? And, I mean, he didn't play, like, at all in the fourth quarter in game four. Obi Toppin played pretty much those last 
you know, 10 minutes of the game, and it obviously worked, and, you know, something was clearly off with Randall in Game 3. Just wasn't a pretty night. I think he only had, like, 7 points. He shot, like, 3 of 10. Defense was lackadaisical. You know, the effort kind of, you, you kind of started seeing the poor body language of the poor, you know, effort again, kind of reminiscent of uh, last season when he was doing all that stuff. You know, obviously, shake off all that. This is a new game. You're up 3-1. Your team is in the driver's seat. Your team needs you, though, to you know succeed. Your team needs you to step up and play like the all-NBA player you were playing like during the regular season. You know, because if you do that, not only do you take care of this series, but you can handle the next series. You know, watching the Heat and Bucks series, I know the Heat are up 3-1. At this rate, it seems likely that a second-round matchup between the Knicks and Heat is likely. And we saw what Randall did against the Heat back in March, hitting that game-winning shot. You know, unfortunately, he got hurt against Miami as well a couple weeks later, you know, a week later after that. But we see what Randall has done against Miami. You know, we know what Randall can do. You know, looking at that, it's a big, that could be a big series coming up. You don't want to talk about that too much because it obviously is not confirmed yet. We don't know if that's going to end up being the second round matchup. Right now, you just got to focus on taking care of this first round. And it starts with Randall just stepping it up. You know, getting that three-point shot to fall like you've been emphasizing all this time. You know, getting that to fall is huge. You know, getting getting any bucket is huge. And playing good defense. You know, the team all around has played really good defense. So you got to contribute to that. You know, you don't want to, you don't want to let up and then cause a big hole, big gaping hole in that defense that has been so strong all series long. You don't want that, right? So, yeah, I do think Randall needs to step it up a bit, you know, and I guess I kind of want to pivot here toward the next thing here. I want to talk about Josh Hart because Josh Hart started the last game in place of Quentin Grimes, right? And Quentin Grimes obviously had a shoulder injury, so that's why he didn't play. Grimes could be back tonight. We don't know yet. We know Right now he's questionable. But my question to you is, do you think Josh Hart should continue to start? I mean, we saw how well, like, Brunson and Hart were together on the floor in Game 4 and how well they meshed. You know, obviously they're Villanova teammates, so they have that chemistry already. But my thing is, like, you know, do you think Hart should just continue to start and have just Grimes play on the bench? Or do you think, like, maybe Grimes should just come back into the lineup and put Hart on the bench and don't really change what was working in the regular season? What do you think about that? Yeah, so I'm always an advocate of, hey, if it's broke, don't fix it. Um, I just care that Hart's in the closing lineup. Um, however, the Knicks choose to navigate this um, doesn't really affect me that much. As long as Hart ends up closing the game, he gets a lot of minutes, and he's playing. That's all they care about. Um, the second unit kind of needs an offensive identity. I feel like I trust Josh Hart to be, because he's a veteran, you know, not saying that he's more talented of a score than Grimes is. This is kind of a, the difference between, like, skill and just what Josh Hart brings that, um, you know, that un, that unquantifiable energy he's able to bring that allows him to do things. Like, I feel like anytime he drives towards the basket on a fast break, like, for some, like, it's like he's shooting 100% from that. You give him that shot, he never misses. He does not miss that layup. It's crazy. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I feel like him and Quickly have worked really well together off the bench. That second unit isn't the most offensively competent. Do I think Grimes is a better shooter than Josh Hart? Yes, but Josh Hart is the hot shooter right now, so I kind of need him to be in that second unit. The Cavs bench isn't very good. The Knicks have done a great job of taking advantage of that bench. It's not broken. You don't have to fix it. If the Knicks choose to go with Josh Hart in the starting lineup, um, that's fine. Um, this is not that you can mess around this game, but if you're going to experiment with that this game, that's fine. This is the game you do it. Out of all the games in the postseason you ever would mess with your lineup, this is the one, right? Um, there are questions about, you know, whether... Jo- there have been questions about whether Josh Hart should start or not, I think, all year. When RJ was struggling, that was a question. When Grimes was struggling, that was a question. Um, you know, but I think we're at the point where Josh Hart has established himself as a really good player off the bench. Kind of like how quickly he's established himself as a very good player off the bench. 
realistically, quickly is the third best player on this team, right? And he could play shooting guard, but they haven't done that all year for a reason. It's about the fit. So, you know, end of the day, I think Josh Hart works best with the second unit. Um, I'm not open. I'm open to letting him start, um, but I don't think they have to make that change. I, I don't know what you think with that. Right. I mean, with with me, I think it's kind of a win-win situation with Hart and Grimes if you swap the two. You know, they're both good defenders. They both can shoot the ball. You know, Hart may be the better finisher probably, and you could argue maybe Hart is the better passer and better and maybe the better defender. I'm not sh- I'm not sure about that one. That that's a topic for another time. But basically, I think it's a win-win situation. I don't think you really lose out on this because, you know, Grimes has experience on the bench. He's played and he's performed decently off the bench. Obviously, we see Grimes has played well with Brunson and them on the floor. So yeah, of course you. That's why you keep starting with him with there. But you know, this is the playoffs. It's a different atmosphere. You know, this is Grimes' first playoff appearance. You know, so things are a little different. He's got a tough assignment having to guard you know guys like Donovan Mitchell and Darius Garland all series long. That's a tough assignment. You know, it's easier for a vet like Josh Hart to take care of guys like that. And Josh Hart has quite frankly handled Donovan Mitchell fairly well this series. You know, so that's that's a point of emphasis I like to make on it. But realistically, like I said, it's kind of a win-win. I don't think you really go wrong if you start Quentin Grimes tonight. I don't think you go wrong if you start Josh Hart tonight. I really don't. You know, and if Quentin Grimes can't play again with his shoulder injury, then of course you're going to start Josh Hart again. But right now, we're going to kind of just play it as if, you know, Grimes is going to come back in the lineup tonight because right now, you know, getting upgraded to questionable is a very good sign. So I would like to anticipate that Grimes will return tonight. If he doesn't, then I guess we start Josh Hart again and we just run it back with the same squad that we did in Game 4, which, you know, was fine by me. I mean, it worked. But, yeah, you know, to wrap up that point, Kind of a win-win. I don't really see, you know, a massive issue with starting Hart or starting Grimes. You know, as long as, like you said, as long as Hart is getting the majority of the minutes and playing the big minutes and playing the minutes that, like, you know, guys like Mitchell and Garland are on the floor, as long as that's the case, then you live with that. You you take it and you, you, you know, you move. You, you, you just go with it. So... I guess to kind of wrap this up a little bit here, I want to do a final score prediction. You know, I don't think we really did one the last episode. So, you know, my final score prediction, I think that I... I think the Knicks can win tonight, but I feel like this is the Cavs game to win because the Cavs are going to be playing desperate. They're down 3-1. They're back home. So I think the last thing they would want to do is for a series to end with them losing on their home floor. I feel like the Cavs win this game tonight. Honestly, I feel like the Cavs will win a close one, like 108-105 type thing. You know, but if I want to get optimistic and give a Knicks final score prediction for if they were to win, the Knicks can win this game 112-109. That's what I would think. I think it's going to be a close game down the stretch. I feel like it's going to be a very close game. I don't think it's going to be a blowout whatsoever. You know, you're playing in a hostile environment being the Knicks here, playing in Cleveland, so I think it'll be close. What do you think, Ryan? What do you think, like, the final score of tonight's game will be? Yeah, so personally, I think that, I, I kind of agree in the sense that, like, I feel like the Cavs are going to be fighting with, they're just, they're going to be fighting tooth and nail. Every rebound, every ball that's loose, anything that could they could possibly get, um, any sort of edge, they're going to fight for it. It's a matter of if the Knicks can match that. Can the Knicks find a way to beat a team that's going to be hyper-motivated, not just normally motivated, not just playoff motivated. Can the Knicks go into Cleveland and say, I don't care how much you want to win this series. I don't care that you were favored to win this series. I don't care that you're favored to win this game. I think they're favored to win by six points. I don't care that you have Donovan Mitchell. I don't care that you have Donovan Mitchell. We wanted Donovan Mitchell, and you guys ended up with him. We're going to beat you, right? Whether it happens in game five or whether it happens in game six, or I hope it doesn't come down to a game seven or it comes down to a game seven, you have three shots to get this job done. You absolutely have to get this job done. Final score prediction, I think the Cavs win tonight. I think they win it. 103 to 98. I think it's going to be a close loss. I think it's going to be one of those where you're just like, damn, we could have had that one. Uh, But I do expect this team with their three shots to take advantage of it. Look, 
this team is changing its identity, right? And part of that is new expectations, right? You know, two months ago, we were like, oh, it'd be really cool we were the fifth seed because we could face the Cavs and maybe that gives us a chance to get out of the first round. Fast forward, and on April 26, 2023, the New York Knicks should be expected to win this series. The New York Knicks, would it would be a massive disappointment if the Knicks do not win this series. Would it be a successful season for the Knicks? Still, yes. Would it be a failure? Uh, it, given the expectations now, yes. If you want the reputation of, we are a playoff team and you should respect us, don't blow a 3-1 lead, don't lose in the first round, go out and do a job, right? They win tonight. The narrative changes, and I don't know if you saw the Ringers' odds predictions. The Knicks have decent odds to win the finals. Even five, I, I think, um, I think I know five thirty-eight isn't as high on the Knicks in terms of their finals odds, because I mean, understandably so. But um, I, I'm pretty sure the the loss to the Cavs really, really, the loss to the, the the Bucks losing to the Heat really changed a lot of this. And it's funny enough because I remember saying in a podcast like, no one cares about the Bucks facing the Heat. The Heat are going to lose to the Bucks. Well, Giannis got hurt, so now that changes. Um, but Look, we have a shot, right? I'm not going to start looking ahead, but if you beat the Cavs and the Heat move on, you have a shot to go to the conference finals, right? It's it's now or never. So um, I guess this is kind of the point. I think this is a good point for us to end off today's episode and kind of let the audience kind of kick in with their comments and thoughts in the uh, comment section below. If you guys want to check us out on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, uh, you guys make sure you do that. Um, obviously, if you're watching this on the YouTube page, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Turn on post notifications. We've got you guys with plenty of content. We're going to keep you guys covered with everything that's going on with the Knicks. Hopefully, you don't have to do a Game 6 preview. We can do a second round preview uh, as our next episode, but obviously, that's TBD based on tonight's results. And of course, you guys can check out our, our Twitter accounts. They're above our heads, and you guys can tweet at us anytime if you ever want to talk Knicks, whatever you guys want to talk about. Uh, and of course, we'll see you guys in the next episode. Thank you guys so much for your support. Let's get to 500 subscribers sometime soon. We'll see you guys in the next video. Peace out.